You are listening to You and the Truth, where we will give you the truth face-to-face. Now what you do with it is up to you. Hey everybody, welcome to You and the Truth face-to-face, where we bring you face-to-face with the truth and let you decide. Now, I'm here with my co-host and good buddy, J-Rod Z. What's up, guys? How you doing today, Jason? Doing great. Awesome, dude. Listen, I know you want to talk about, you know, virus, viruses and gain of function and stuff like that. I still don't understand. I'm not the brightest guy in the world. I, you know, not the sharpest knife in the... I don't... When they say gain of function, I have a general idea, but I never paid much attention to that crap. You know why, Jason? I never paid much attention because it came out of Fauci's mouth. (laughs) You see, so I don't, I didn't pay attention to anything that moron said. I'm sorry. I'm ranting again. I I do that a lot. My wife says, you're, you're ranting a lot lately. Well, it's a lot to rant about. So you you have something that's heavy on your mind. All right. Yeah. Well, I share it with us. So you mentioned gain of function, right? And that's a huge topic all over Congress right now. It's everywhere. Everybody's finding out what it is. And Can you define that? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Basically what it is, is let's say you find a virus uh, that infects, infects bats, let's say, right? And you go, well, what if this thing makes the jump to humans? Oh no, let's prepare. Right? So instead of just assuming, you know, maybe using computer models and saying, well, maybe it'll adapt this way. It'll adapt that way. Maybe this metal work or that metal work. When you do gain-of-function research, you actually push it and you make certain changes to its protein structure so that it gains the function of infecting humans, for instance. So that's what gain-of-function research is. So basically, they're engineering the virus to infect people. Why would or they do that? To, indeed. Why would they do that? But um, the idea is if we can figure out what it may become, well, now we can create defenses against it and medications. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Jason, but that was a stupid question on my part. No. Because, no, it, it was a very it, stupid question because had I thought about it for two seconds, I said, why would they do that? <laughs> to control people. I mean, that's just the way that it is. It's like another accident. I said, we didn't have enough shit on our plate. Yep, with bam, having to like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I apologize for that question. It was no. someone... Um, okay, so we're on the same page. But one more thing before, because you mentioned something about a bat. What, does it mm-hmm. aff- the virus would it affect a bat? Maybe that's why the the last Batman movie <laughs> was a few years ago. Yeah, bats aren't so popular right now. Yeah, something about maybe Batman is hiding in his cave. He won't come out. <laughs> He's afraid of that bat virus or whatever that crap is. Jason, I'm so sorry, man. Go, go right ahead. No. So we explained real quickly what gain-of-function research is, and now I'm coming up with a new term that I want to introduce you guys to. Okay. I'm going to share my screen. Hmm. All right, you guys see that? So I do. We do. Scientists revive ancient zombie viruses from Siberian permafrost that can infect amoeba cells. So luckily, these are only infecting amoeba cells. But you see this one word, revive. Why are they reviving viruses? So... I have coined this term regain of function because this is regain of function research. This virus was dead, even though viruses aren't exactly alive or dead, right? They're just basically proteins doing what proteins do, whatever it is that they're programmed to do. And so these have been frozen for thousands and thousands of years. So basically, we would have no defenses to the whatever viruses are 
happening or, or are, are going to be revealed here or, or somehow are revived here. So they're, the way that these scientists have come up with this, basically they're saying this is a huge danger because this stuff has been frozen for thousands of years and we may not have any protection from it. So we're going to study these things so that we can figure out, at least have an idea of what they are and how we can protect the population. And I think that's great. But like I said before, when it with the gain of function, listen, collect all the viruses, collect the proteins, put it together in a uh, in a computer model, let an AI play around with it and guess what it can potentially evolve to. Don't wake it up. Why would you wake it up? And then you're going to send it overseas because it's illegal to do what you're doing in the first place here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So you're going to send it from a high-end lab that has everything controlled, all the bells and whistles. Nothing's going to happen. If it does, they're ready to pounce on it. We're going to send it to a third world country for them to test it over there and play around with it. And this thing, some of these are, you know, very large viruses. Some of them are bacterias. So really, we don't know what can come from this. And if it can infect, like in this case, amoebas, well, those amoebas, are they not going to come in contact with other bacteria, viruses, and life forms? So viruses and bacteria... They undergo something called, let me turn off my screen share. They undergo something called horizontal gene transfer, right? So I want to learn something. I see you, uh, maybe you're a sprinter, and I'm like, hey, can you teach me how to run fast? Boom, I learn. I get pretty fast. Awesome. It took me a while, but I learned that. A virus or a bacteria, without even thinking, it's just something that happens. So they're floating around, you know, and they bump into another one, to another virus or a bacteria, and they go, hey, that's an interesting protein. And they take it on and they incorporate it in part of their genome now. And so if that is infecting amoeba cells and it gets out of the lab, it's going to be a cascade event. This is going to go across the entire world in the microscopic level. And, you know, once you're infecting or you're basically spreading this new, it's not new, but it's a rehash of an old uh, RNA, let's say, or DNA, well, it's going to go across it can go into our food supply. It can go into us. And who knows what it's going to end up in and becoming, right? So, yeah, this is what I'm calling regain of function research. And I think it's just as dangerous and potentially uh, pandemic causing as uh, what we just went through. Well, so you're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> because I, all the bells and whistles go off right away. See, I don't think that COVID had the ultimate effect that of what it was designed for because there was no doubt that it was designed it was released for a certain purpose it, it, this this didn't happen in you know when i say trump a lot of people go nuts it didn't happen during at the time that it happened by by mistake it was all pre-planned then again you know the conspiracist in me right and it didn't have the effect, the long-lasting effect they they hoped it would, because there was so much backlash, and 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 I believe that all, not, now they're they're coming out with all these studies that show really what yeah. I'm talking about, right? And so somehow it didn't have that everlasting effect that that co you know that they expected to have. So now they got to come up with something new. Yeah, I, I don't and... think that was a I don't think that was a coincidence that they found that find it now. Yeah. Where the hell did they find this? Antarctica, was it? Yeah, uh, there's some in Antarctica. There's some in uh, the, the Russian Siberia, uh, Canada, Alaska. Basically, anywhere there's permafrost, you got these uh, cold weather Fauci's going out there. 
Right. So this is happening now. Why now? See, yeah, I agree. See what I'm saying? It's like. Well, if you think about it, 2024 is right around the corner. Dude, <laughs> this is. <laughs> See, you, you you got me going now because I. Then again, I I don't. I don't trust anything government says anybody and I'll guarantee you now who's who are these people that that found this so this was featured on Fox News let me go back to screen share it doesn't show much on the on what Fox News but basically it says your researchers warn that as permafrost melts viruses capable of infecting humans will not may will emerge yeah, right yeah. okay who and, are these who are these researchers oh wait a minute hold on right there Hold on, uh, right, go back, go back. I didn't think you were going to oh, see Oh, dude, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> he's you actually serious? not talking about that. You got a Costa and Fauci. Look what he's this? talking about. Oh, the you're talking about the, the, the magic word there. Are you, yeah, what they you plugged got? that two, in here. I, I, I got to say this. I got to get it off my chest. You, you got two of the biggest assholes in the world right there in front of me. I, you know, it's like. No, three. Look, this guy's right here, too. Oh, oh. Who's it? Who, I can't. Oh. Um, I forget his, his name? name. That guy who interviewed Trump. Yeah, that dipshit, Matthews. Yeah. So, <laughs> new research from a group of international climate scientists show that so-called zombie viruses, once revived, can infect amoeba cells. So I don't know what it's going to do when I follow this link. All right, you see it? This is the study. So, basically, MDPI, which is... I forgot the name of it. But anyways, this is where it's shared on MDPI. Um, an update on eukaryotic viruses revived from ancient permafrost. And I, I went through the whole study. Um, basically, you notice what they said there. Revived. There's that word again. They're, they're not finding them. Oh, this thing just woke up from, from the cold. No, they're in the lab reviving them. And they even talk about how they have to be gently revived, right? Because you're defrosting them. Imagine you get something out of the freezer. If you defrost it too quickly, it's not going to taste right. Well, in this case, you defrost it too quickly, you damage the proteins, you break up the virus. It doesn't function correctly. It's not infective. They want this thing infective, all of them. They want they want whatever they find to be infective. And I mean, I think it's a bad idea. That's all that's all I'm saying. This is bad or worse than the other idea. Well, you need to understand that 99.9% .9 of the people that are watching this, listening to you, don't have a, any medical medical background at all, like me. So I, I have I, I try to put the things in simple terms. So if I asked you right now, and I won't put you on the spot, but if I asked you, Jason, could you explain that, that last thing you talked about in kindergarten language? Okay. Yeah. So imagine uh, you live nearby... Uh, a group of people that are maybe criminals, but they're not sophisticated criminals, right? Okay. So they might try to rob you if you go around to the wrong place or if they catch you by yourself or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they can't get in your front door because they don't have the key. They don't know how to pick your lock. Well, what these people are doing are they're, they're grabbing those people and showing them how to pick your lock. And now they get in your house when you're not there and take your stuff. That's what gain of function is. So then this regain of function... They're going and finding, you know, these frozen people, essentially, right, that are the top criminals of their time, let's say. And they're waking them up and they're going, go, go, go out into the world. Uh, <laughs> you see, you see, I yep. understand now, Jason, because <laughs> you're talking to a dummy when it comes to stuff like that. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. 
So my question to you is a rhetorical question because I, I, I have my, why, why are they doing that? Uh, Do you have any, you have any conspiracy theories, Jason? Oh yeah, you know, I always yeah. have something. What is Their stated theory? reason is they're, they're, they're doing it to protect us. So in case one of these things wakes up and, you know, goes into a pangolin and then has uh, relations with a bat and then ends up in a bat soup and somebody drinks the soup and then they get it and they go on a flight to Belgium and then, in, bam, it goes everywhere, right? We're going to have the proper medications for it. Oh, so they're doing that to protect us. Yeah. See, you lost me right there. Once you said that, you lost me. I didn't I didn't hear a word you said after that. I agree with you. Good God almighty protect us. It's a load of yes. What a bunch of crap. So yeah. uh, the first question I have seriously now is who are these international scientists? Where do they come from? Who funds them? Cuz scientists never have any money. No, it's all It's funny. just like musicians. Yeah. Musicians never have any money. No, I've been in the musicians world for 40 years. They're a bunch of Great. I mean, you know, if they rule the world, we'd be in much better shape, but they don't have any money. I always have people that fund them, that back them, you know, like investors who, first of all, we should find out or you should find out who these investors are, what countries they come from and where they get their funding. Yeah. This is just like the, the Wuhan thing and, and Fauci and stuff like that. You know, True. where are they getting their information? Where, where did the Wuhan lab get their funding? Somebody has to fund these people. These scientists don't have the money to go out to Antarctica and places like that and spend months oh, doing yeah. this shit. I know this one is funded by the NIH. There you go. You guys see it? Okay. See this it. work was supported by the Agency Nationale de la Recherche grant to JMC, blah, 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 Recherche. I don't know. The European Research Council, European Union Innovation Program. So this is the European Union. European Research Council starting grant. So I was wrong. It's not NIH. It's it's a European Union funded. Yep, it's I it's still government funded. Yeah, of course. Acknowledgements. So, yeah, you, you you need no go go no further. Collecting Kamchatka soil samples. Russia. There's the lab, Soil Cryology Lab, Purushino, Russia. Hmm. Provided them samples. <laughs> no viruses were rescued in the present study. Yeah. Conflicts of interest. All of these studies always say they have none. So well, I of take course. their word for it. Of course. <laughs> they never have a conflict of interest. What are you yeah. kidding me? I take their word for it. They're, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, good old Hunter is involved in this shit. Only yeah. kidding. <laughs> Only kidding. You know, we might get pulled because of that. Very interesting. So let me get this straight before, because I know you wanted to keep this brief. You're telling me that these people actually, how did they get out? Why did they go there? They must have had an inkling. Yeah, so there's been studies uh, predicting or theorizing that this was going to be a problem and it could lead to pandemic infections across the world. So it's been building up that, you know, as this stuff melts, you know, it could, that's like, I mean, it, it's not wrong. There was actually a, an outbreak of bubonic plague, I believe, in Russia. Might have been another area near Russia not too long ago, and they blamed it on this. You know, um, so there, if you were just studying, I'm good with it. But when you're doing regain of function, now 
you know, why are you reviving these things? Now, see, you lost me at the bakery, Jason. I'm a very simple guy. I always go back. There has to be a cause. There has to be, everything has a beginning. You see? Mm -hmm. Why there? Why? Right now. Yeah, why seems... them? Uh, it's, it's almost like they can make this shit up, Jason. They yeah. can make this up. They can say, oh, we went to Antarctica. How did they know that this was taking place in Antarctica? And they go there and they find this stuff. How did they know that? Do they talk about that? Why there? It, to me, it's like, this is all, to me, it's like, we're going to make this shit up as we go along. We need, we'll, <laughs> we'll make it up. We'll find something just like they did with, with the, uh, the other thing. You yeah. See what I'm saying? It's like, we need to find something. We're, we're going to make this up. So here's my question. Seriously. Now, why Antarctica? What led them to believe that that was the place? Yeah. This one was actually in Siberia. But there's they, they're doing the same thing in Antarctica. There's other studies and you know that come out every so often. This one, the reason I featured this one is because it literally came out yesterday on okay. Fox News. Siberia. Um, who, yeah. Who? So this is it's happening all, all anywhere that there is permafrost, which is you know frozen, uh, you know frozen uh, ground, right? I think it's up to two feet uh, of frozen ground is considered permafrost at that point, and if it's been frozen for I forgot they have a certain number of days 30 days i forget the number of days but then they consider it permafrost and some of this stuff has been frozen and it's much deeper uh for thousands of years so gotcha. and if you understand viruses are considered neither living nor dead it's just literally uh proteins that started functioning together and working as one and that's a hard one to grasp but that's why viruses never truly die because they're not alive in the first place. So as long as those proteins are together, it, it, they, they, they go into a like a sleep, basically. So if something happens, let's say you have a, an illness and your immune system catches up to it and starts eliminating it, some of those viruses are going to go into like a suspended animation. They just go to sleep. They crystallize and they just relax there. And let's say one day which is, this is why people get colds every year, every couple of years. One day your immune system goes down and the situation seems right inside your body. And that virus goes, hey, I think I'm going to wake up. Gotcha. You know, it's time for me to walk around, right? So if you had chickenpox when you were a kid, um, you know, then now you're in your 50s and you got a cold and you haven't been outside in a while. So you had no vitamin D and whatever. Maybe you're dehydrated that day too. All of a sudden... Ooh, what's this that I have here? Oh, shingles. It's the revenge of chickenpox. The same exact virus has been really? hiding in your dermatome. Yeah. For years, oh, waiting shit, for I a moment. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that's how but they can be frozen for thousands of years and come back. That makes sense to me. See, the question that I have, because I'm a cynic, is why now? Yeah. Why now? Right after COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Right after the situation <laughs> we had. The thing. Why now? Why does this happen like a year and a half before an election? Yeah. Why does this happen like yeah. a, a year with? I, I'm sorry, Jason. I just, I, I, I believe that's the. I, I'm not even sure if they, because this could, this is crazy. This virus, this virus that you're talking about here, mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it past somewhere down the road, a couple of years, two, three years from now, they, they finally divulged that it was created well, in a lab, and then you might they not be wrong. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, the virus if, if, that they talk about, 
here, uh -huh. it infects amoebas. But if you read the study, they start, and other studies that are linked to it and that this one used as references, they're finding a lot more dangerous and potentially dangerous viruses. Let me just give you a few, hold on, I'm going back to my post here. You gonna share your screen or that's just something I talk about? Nah, just so it's okay. We don't need to go too deep into it, but yeah, there's some serious stuff that they're finding. They don't really even know what it is because nobody's ever studied it before. Some of the stuff, you know. So they're getting new names for them now. Yeah, to me, it's just like amazing why this stuff is coming up now. Uh, didn't come up before. Yeah, I, I just. I'm sorry, buddy. I, I'm just. I'm not disputing the fact that it exists. It's just too many coincidences. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So where do you where do you see this thing going? I mean, it, it might go somewhere, might go nowhere, but uh, it's dangerous. That's my point. That's my whole point on this. It's very dangerous, and what what could potentially happen is the fear. Not that, you know, that could it be weaponized. Could it be released? Could it escape? You know, those are all problems. It would have been much better off just never even having it in the lab at all. Collect well, it, yeah. don't revive it, test all the proteins, sequence the proteins, do a computer model, and be done with it. See, you're, you're, yeah, I hear you, but you're going against yeah. you're going against everything that human nature is. Yeah. We talked about this the other night. Just human nature. We can't leave things alone. This is Jurassic Park on the micro level all right there you go I, truly I, I believe why don't we just leave things alone like you said why, why why do this now why forget the cynic part and the conspiracy why even why even do that now the world is in such shambles and we're still recovering from that other thing mm -hmm. and now they bring this to light i'm not sure has anybody reported on this like a major fox news or something that was fox news that was fox news and that was yesterday it's been out before. Um, people have talked about it. It's just never been that big to make it on like Fox News. Yeah. See, we can't we can't leave well enough alone. I don't know if you ever heard George. You know who George Carlin is, right? You you like George Carlin? He's funny. Yeah. He he talks about you know how the world, this earth doesn't need our help. All we do is screw this world up. No, because yeah. of global warming. Hey, this earth can take. It's been it's been around for billions of years doesn't need us on, on the contrary we're like a pain in the ass to mother nature yeah. you know mother nature's probably thinking you know god why just get rid of these people and leave me alone you know because yeah. all they do is screw things up they they cut down forests they burn forests they they overpopulate they every everything they touch turns to crap and then i have to come in old good old mother nature and and make things right again they kill all the animals they you know just everything we i love i love this world i love my life i love life i love people but dude i i gotta call it like like i see it we are <laughs> we are not good stewards yeah. of this earth would you agree with that i would and um you know, there's some people out there that believe that we don't live by nature's laws, right? I'm sure you've heard that before. And we're the only animals, right, if we consider ourselves animals, that don't live under nature's laws. And I saw an amazing response to that today. Um, 
we were given dominion over the earth and the animals. Not to abuse or destroy or take advantage of, but we were given dominion. We don't answer to the animals. We answer to God, and that's it. But you know what the word dominion means? Yeah, sort of. Right, dominate. Right. You have dominion. And you have control of. Yeah. yeah. And th now we're getting into a whole spiritual thing, which is this is not the forum <laughs> to do it, but we need to get into this someday. Yeah. Soon. Definitely. Because it's all about free will. God gave us free will, and he gave us the, the choice of, to do what we wanted to, and 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 our, our human nature. I could go into a whole diatribe about that, an entire, about our nature against God's nature, and when he gave us free will. And when God gives something, he does not take it back. And we just don't know how to appreciate it. It's just like, you know, if, if you have a, a great partner, yeah. uh, I'm blessed with the, the partner that God has blessed me with. And maybe I've been around a block a few times. I understand what I have. And, for you know, I, I feel blessed to have that. And, you know, so I take care of it. I nurture mm -hmm. it. I, I would do nothing to harm that purposely. And God gave us this beautiful earth. Let's say you don't believe in God. Let's say you don't believe in God. But you live in this world, this beautiful world. Why? Why would you even... Why would you want to destroy it? Why would you want to? You see what I'm saying, Jason? Yeah. Because it's our nature, dude. It's our nature. We have we have a sinful, evil nature. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that keeps us from exercising that nature is our fear of having to respond to a higher force. This is what see, we're getting we're we're going on tangents now. <laughs> yeah, this is why God fearing people, for the most part, they sit back. You know, they're not, uh, you take the, you know, the, the radicals on the left, they resort to violence. And then you get the people on, you know, the conservatives that want to stay away from that because, maybe not because they're good people, but most of them are, are God-fearing people. Most conservatives, I would say, I don't know, are God-fearing people. Yeah, so, or they appear to be at least. Or they appear to be. No, but mm -hmm. listen, I understand human nature, but God doesn't, he doesn't, well, we're really getting off track here. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do a whole episode uh, on that. I think it's a tremendous subject. I, I don't want to take away from your regain of function, but I think you hit it right on the head with that, dude. So my question, I'm, I'll end with this question: Why, why would they even revive something like this? Why? Yeah. Forget the conspiracy thing about it. From a scientific point of view, is it the scientists or? always looking they're never satisfied is that it yeah that's basically what being a scientist is a quest for knowledge um but i think it's important especially in the biological or medical science fields there has to be lines you know and, and we we drew those lines in what 1946 in the nuremberg trials and the nuremberg codes there's certain things that you can't do and the reason is because you're harming other people. You're potentially harming other people. You can't do tests on people uh, when they don't know about it or they didn't uh, consent to it. And you can't do things that could potentially harm all of mankind. And this is that. This is pushing the envelope. Uh, you're playing with things you can't control. You think you can. But just like Jurassic Park, that T-Rex is going to get out. And he's going to eat you while you're sitting on your toilet. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah.
you know, I'd love to bring on a, I'd love to, I'd like to bring my brother on when you think, you think he'll come on that'd this be, show. It'd be interesting. He won't come on if I ask him to, but he may, if you ask him to. Okay. And I, I'm not even sure if I want to take part in that. Um, it might be something to consider because I think you guys could have a serious, serious conversation about from a medical standpoint, from a scientist standpoint. Um, very interesting. Yeah. And scientists, to me, just there's something they just can't leave things alone because they're always inquiring. And I, I'm going to say something which may not be true. I don't know. I've never done the research on this, but I would venture to say that a great majority of people in the scientific field are not God-fearing people. They yeah. don't believe in God. If, if you think that's an erroneous statement? No, I agree with you. Um, you do not the medical field. That. Not the medical field. Now I'm talking about right, right. the scientific field. Yeah, in the scientific field, you have that. But you have people like Francis and Crick that discovered DNA. They discovered the DNA molecule. And I don't remember which one it was, Francis or Crick. I don't remember. But basically, he said there's no possible way that this thing just developed, that this thing just assembled itself. What the, When he said this thing, what is he referring to? DNA. Okay. He said this. He basically realized that it had to be intelligent design. and you know, Einstein got there. Um, there's some that never get there. Um, I'm trying to remember his name right now. He was in the wheelchair. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, yeah. He never got there. But, um, you know, many of them do. It's usually later in life, like anybody else, which I think is interesting. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's when that plane is going down and they're on the plane and they're going, oh, God. <laughs> you oh, know, God. Yeah, then they yeah. find it. But, um, yeah, a lot of them do. And I, to me, you know, I went in the science field. And, you know, that's what I, that's what my background is, is science and medical field. And to me, they go hand in hand with my beliefs. So uh, I guess not everybody's like that. They don't have the right upbringing for that, or they're maybe not the right upbringing or just the upbringing that leads to that. And they have to find it later. But, um, yeah, I, I, I see the two together. And people see, oh, I'm going to use science to disprove religion or I'm going to use religion to disprove science. But what I keep seeing is they, they end up together. It's it's one and the same. Science is based on observations. And that's what these religious books, the Bible and everything else, I mean, they're, they're history. They're based on these people's observations. That's all it is. You know, and yeah, you can get into translation issues and this, sure. that, and the other. But if you get into it and you research as deeply as I do, and uh, some people go way deeper than me, you can get around those issues. You know, because anything like you always say, anything man touches, they mess it up, right? But you can, you can, you can work around it, and you can find the truth. Yeah, but and I think not only that, men, uh, we 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 tend to not only mess things up, but we tend to complicate matters. Yeah. I believe that life is really simple because it was simple many, many, many years ago. Yeah. And look at all everything we invent, we complicate matters. Everything's complicated, complicated, complicated. Life is simple. There's certain, if you follow God's rules, your life would be simple because he specifically said, don't listen, listen to me. He says, my child, don't pursue wealth. What you, what you perceive to be wealth, if you perceive that, you're heading up the wrong track. 
Read Luke 4.19. That, that's yeah. the whole Bible right there, the, the whole word of God. He says, all this stuff that you worry about, it's clouding your judgment. It doesn't allow you to hear the word. You will not take those things with you when you leave. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. So we're so worried about all that crap now, the material shit, that we don't, we don't, we don't appreciate the, the, the things we have around us. Yeah. The people, the warmth, the love, the, and I know I sound like an old fogey, because when you get older, you begin yeah, you to realize, it. yeah, you appreciate stuff like that, like you never appreciated before. You see? Read Luke 4.19. Just go read that. And and by the way, this we're going to end now. This is a great lead-in, Jason, into our next episode, which is based on religions. And we're going to have uh, a Catholic. And, and this gentleman that we're going to have, by the way, folks, the gentleman we're going to have, uh, he's a joy to listen to, and he's really heavy into God's word in the Bible, Tom McDaniel, uh, excuse me, Tom uh, Gatons. Um, and, and we're going to have a, a Jew on, good friend of mine, Mike Essen. He's going to give us a, a Jewish point of view than the Catholic, and you're Catholic, right? Christian, Catholic. Christian, sort of. Catholic, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. But, you know, we're going to discuss a lot of these things, and you're, you're going to love to hear him, Jason. And I think you and him can really go back. He's a very smart man. He's a wonderful guy. And he's he's just, he's a good communicator. So, uh, folks, if you're listening to this and you're into, you, you want to know more, you, you want to get into the religious aspect of this, uh, join us for our next episode, uh, and we'll do just that. Um, Jason, you have anything to say before we no. sign off? No. No. All right. I appreciate you, man. And um, I learned a lot. As I always do every time I listen to you, um, I, I didn't even know this Antarctica thing was taking place. Now I, I, I I'm going to mull it over in my mind and say, "Jeez, oh, why complicate this shit so much? I just keep it simple." You know? So, folks, our email address is right there: you at youthetruth.com. Send us an email if you have a comment, one way or the other. You know, if, if you are totally against what we say, we'd love to hear from you because that's what it's all about. You know, the exchanging. Of, uh, of comments and stuff and ideas and opinions and stuff like that. Um, other than that, that's basically it. But, you know, as I tell people, I says, listen, you know, what you just heard is the truth because all this stuff about Antarctica and all that, that's the truth. This is what's happening now. You interpret it. Well, that's up to you. So our job is to bring you these facts, this truth, but, you know, and bring you face to face with it. And then, you know, what you do with it, well, is up to you. We'll see you next time. Bye. You have just come face to face with the truth. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and hit that bell so you will be notified when we drop new episodes.